0: Hello podcast listeners, you've reached This Marketing Life, and I'm your host, Fiona McEachran. This Marketing Life is the podcast that discusses the real world challenges and opportunities facing today's marketing manager. If you like what you hear, please leave a review on iTunes and visit thismarketinglife.com to subscribe to future episodes and cool marketing management goodies. And if you have any questions about marketing management, please contact me. In the 2020 crisis series of This Marketing Life, I am chatting with Hayley Lemon, the National Event Manager at News Corp in Sydney. A graduate of the National Institute of Dramatic Art, Hayley has spent her 15 year career specializing in events, working with leading tech companies. Her passion for innovation and desire to deliver cutting edge events saw her expand her specialty into digital events and marketing and in 2017, Haley created her own consultancy called Haley Lemon Digital Marketing. The combination of event experience and digital marketing in the tech sector uniquely positions Haley as a thought leader. In the wake of the COVID-19 crisis and events getting canceled into the foreseeable future, there is a fantastic opportunity to reimagine events and connect with audiences in an innovative way through virtual event technology, which Haley and I will be discussing today. Welcome to the show, Haley. Thanks, Fiona. Great to be here. Yes, this is a very unique times that we are experiencing, isn't it?
1: it is for sure it's
0: once in a lifetime let's hope so
1: (laughs) yeah let's hope so
0: so I mean how are you going how are you surviving how are you how are you dealing with this uh this crisis are you working yeah. from
1: home? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we, um, I'm working for News Corp at the moment, and we have all been sent home. Everybody who can do their job from home has been asked to do so. Um, so it's all about the Google Hangouts meeting, the Zoom meetings, connecting with your team in a digital kind of way. Um, and then on a personal level, I've got a five-year-old, so oh having wow. him and homeschooling. I'm working full time as well. Has been a
0: challenge, that's for sure. I can imagine five-year-old. Wow. <laughs> yeah so so you've been learning a lot during this lockdown I take it yeah I have
1: it's uh it's always a juggling act right but everybody's in the same boat so it's kind of funny you know we're we're all trying to be on these online calls and meetings and then somebody's kid will go off and yeah
0: (laughs) no I I always the best we can or a conversation I swear there's a guy outside with a leaf blower he just comes as soon as my yeah they just know don't they yeah, they they know that we're trying to talk to people online. So, Absolutely. no, it's been very strange and it's been strange to see, you know, this crisis affect literally everyone on the planet at the same time.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So, I mean, yeah. it, it was strange. We had bushfires and we had bushfire smoke and pe- my friends around the world were messaging going, oh, how are you doing, you know, dealing with the fires and the smoke mm. and you know, it was in Australia and, and then all of a sudden we went from bushfires and smoke to the biggest health crisis of our lifetimes, us being in lockdown again. Yeah,
1: it's been a good start to 2020, has it? It's like Groundhog Day every day. We need to just reset the clock.
0: Oh, my goodness. Yeah, it's like nothing I expected or, or anyone expected, I think.
1: Yeah. Yep, it's been a very, very challenging time for a lot of people, a lot of businesses, um, you know. Oh, yeah. The whole, got, the whole, the whole in event yeah events has definitely been one of the um the areas that has been massively affected um yeah they're on it. the front line yeah and you know a lot of my event colleagues they are freelance as well so there's not a lot of support for a lot of them from the government because they're all freelancers um like you would have with the bigger organisations being offered um you know, the, the redundancy packages or the special packages that everybody's getting at the moment. Um, so oh, you know, special thought for the poor freelancers in events because
0: well events, events has been very much a gig style economy, you know, people yeah. go from event to contract to contract. It's a very much mm-hmm. thing and I don't think the government really thought about it when when all this was happening. I mean actually just to just to back up a little bit, how how were events doing last year? How were events doing in 2019?
1: Yeah, it's events always change. Last year, um, you know, I was working with News Corp, and we we had a host of successful events that generated massive pipelines. And um, you know, Beautiful. we had a we had a big team that now has all been restructured, and it's just not what it was. So this is why we need to rethink. That's why we're rethinking our whole strategy. And um, we actually launched our first digital event, Decoded oh I saw that connect. last month yeah it was on Tuesday um last oh, Tuesday okay. we launched it so I have so no suddenly, idea what day it is it's a, it's, <laughs> it's a week tomorrow that we launched it but the exciting thing is is that we're the first news company to have launched a digital event all of the other tech companies have been doing it um like Salesforce and Google and Microsoft but yeah we were the first news news um outlet to jump on the bandwagon so you know it was great we we've had some amazing responses from that which which are all trackable um and off the off the back of that success i've just had two meetings today for some upcoming ones in a month so so it's it's going to be busy for us in our team sure, um, sure. it's just a different way to deliver you know messaging
0: so that that event that event that you just had yes. uh, I mean, when did you start planning it? I mean, when did you know well, you're doing online events? I yeah, mean, yeah,
1: this was always going to be a um a physical event that was going to tour nationally. So we had already done the setup in terms of um some of the content and like who the guest list would be and the venues kind of booked and all the food and beverage and everything. So before I think what is this our seventh week of of being home? I've
0: Maybe. lost track.
1: Yeah, I think it's our seventh week of being home. So. Um, before we actually got instructed by the government to go home, I had a feeling that it would happen, and so I got oh, wow. my yeah I got my team onto looking up ways that we could deliver the event digitally. So we were actually really well positioned on the front foot to um, to pivot and change what we were doing just into a virtual event landscape. So you know,
0: had you held a virtual event before? No-
1: <laughs> No, no, I hadn't h- held a virtual event before, but I have had experience in the last two years of helping clients with websites and doing all their digital marketing and everything. So I guess from my background in events and doing digital marketing, it wasn't a great leap to go from like a physical sure. event to a digital event. So I'm, I'm, you know, it's kind of lucky that I've had that experience that I can just have easily... Pivoted to, to deliver what we did in the time frame that we had because it was a very short time frame that this all happened.
0: Yeah. What What is your normal time frame for uh, preparing for an event?
1: Sure. Three months is ideal, is what I tell my clients is ideal. Um, that just comes down to venue is a big thing. Um, yes. Venues, you know, are always booked out well in advance. So, securing, the good one. Though. Yeah, securing the right venue for the event is very. Um, is a very key thing. I mean, some of our biggest events that we work on at News Corp, we plan a year out, a year ahead of schedule. I don't like to produce anything that's under three months. Um, but you know, the beauty of digital events is that not only the budget shrinks, because I think it's it was a third of the cost to produce this digitally um, as opposed wow. to physically, because you don't have all of the overheads like your venue rental, your food and beverage, um, etc. But also the time frame can be shorter to execute it so I'm kind of saying like going from three months is what I'm comfortable producing a physical event to six weeks to produce a digital event I mean we can do it in right. a month which is what we turned around to code it in the event that we produced last week but um, that was like us really working weekends and late into the
0: night oh my goodness yeah and, yeah. I, do, and I don't that, want to put that, that was pressure a fast yeah I don't want to put that pressure on the team if I don't have to you know makes sense makes yeah. sense i mean how many how many events do you normally have in a year
1: oh it differs probably about 12 big ones across the oh my goodness nationally across the business yeah and then there's other smaller little ones that go on of course and a lot of last minute briefs and you know whatever. of course yep.
0: yeah no events i've noticed as an industry i mean i've i've been well, I've managed some events myself. I must admit it's a, it's a, they're a big challenge to make all the, ju- juggle all the pieces to work together seamlessly and play out play but,
1: out like a dance and the thing almost. Is, you know, I say we might produce 12 a year and, you know, it would work out beautifully if everything was a month apart, but it, it happens at three or four, <laughs> fall on the same timeline. So, you know, it's about that project managing and managing multiple things at the same time.
0: Yeah, actually, that's a that's a good point. I mean, how do the? I mean, when is the event season? Is there an event season? I mean, oh, obviously, sure, probably sure. Like January and December are probably closed yeah. off. Basically. no, 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 no. It
1: it all starts to ramp up um, as the weather gets warmer. <laughs> as it gets, oh, cool. starting September, you know, you go into the real summer months, and then you've got um, all of the Christmas celebrations, New Year's, and then you roll into January. All the big events, all the sporting events. You know, definitely in the summer months, you've got all the summer festivals, music festivals. So it's yeah, and then normally,
0: normally by March, April, this is when the big tech events start.
1: Yeah, exactly. It it just depends on what um what division you're working for and if you're B two B or B two C, I guess.
0: Sure. Uh, I. are your, are your
1: events B2B or B2C? Yeah, I work in the trade marketing department. So everything that we work on
0: is B2B. Ah, okay. And, and who, who, are your, who, are you, who are you targeting from a business perspective for these events? Um, we can
1: target anybody from like CEOs, CMOs, um, agencies, uh, media buyers. Um, yeah, just people Excellent. who, who want
0: to do ad spends with us. Great, great, and to to backtrack to Decoded, what was Decoded about?
1: Um, Decoded was presented by News Connect. So it was about our digital offering in the space and and what clients can expect if they run campaigns through our digital platform.
0: Wow. yeah, I guess, uh, is the digital platform the most important one, I guess, given everything is digital at the moment?
1: Yeah, I mean it's it's a, going to be a large focus for a lot of companies, um, and I think digital. You know, it's the same as digital events. I mean, the tracking that I can have, the metrics that I can have access to after running the event that we did last week, as opposed to running the physical event, I've got a whole um, print off of analytics from the event, and it just makes oh,
0: I love yeah, analytics. Yeah, it just
1: gives me the ability. <laughs> to hyper-target all of those clients and understand their behaviors and what they did and the journeys that they took and um, all of their results. Whereas if you go to an event, there is kind of a way to track people around your event. But, you know, I think you would only do that in the big conferencing style event spaces for the events that we run, there'd be no point in doing it. So you don't really understand where people have gone, how long they've spoken to somebody for, you know, if they've taken away a takeaway from the event, whereas all of our takeaways are now downloadable white papers so we can see who's engaged with it. We can see, like, click-to-call buttons, um, you know, all the call-to-action buttons, like, get in touch with your sales rep here. You can you can track the whole user journey with digital, and that's the same with our clients who use us, um, that you can see all of their user journeys from the digital perspective as opposed to if you run a, a print campaign, like... You don't get that whole digital analytical report.
0: True. Yeah. No, those having those kind of metrics and is is amazing. I mean, it makes it very easy for me to get budget. <laughs> <laughs> True. Yeah. True. Yeah. True. Because you can you can you could show how everything. I is, absolutely you know, can. Planned. Yes. Uh, I mean, I guess when you're holding a live event, mm-hmm. um, what what are the number one metrics when you're holding a live event? Um, As a and or are they just are they the same like our, just
1: like, our, like our kpis is that what you mean yeah yeah well we can always um even with a physical event we can always tie sales opportunity back to the funnel so it's all about it's all about revenue at the end of the day and how much you've made from an event um which you can still track in a physical event but it's just a lot easier mm-hmm. to do in a digital event
0: No, yeah, from what you mentioned, that sounds, that kind of information, that kind of data sounds amazing. Uh, Are there, I mean, what are the challenges uh, in terms of having a digital event? What are the downsides? What are the the things that have become a lot trickier? There's
1: a lot of things to consider and I guess we have um, done trial by error with this first event that we've just produced. So the data and, and privacy sharing is a big one. Um, so, uh, yeah. for example, for this event, we created a guest list from Salesforce that we use and everybody um, who was sent that link, we we are allowed to, as News Corp, contact those people, right? So okay. when we send them the invitation and then they register through the third-party provider, we're allowed to see that information. But if people sign up through a social link, for example, like Decoded was posted on LinkedIn. It was posted on our social channels across like Instagram and Facebook. If people who weren't on that original invite list register to attend the event from those social channels, we actually don't have permission to go and contact them. So, oh, no. so that, you know, that then kind of defeats the like purpose a little bit um, because we don't have access to those new viewers um yeah how do you get that permission uh, then do you need- know this is what you I have to, have to look into <laughs> <laughs> I need to solve this issue um I think what we'd have to do is like host it on our trade marketing website and have people uh, register to us to directly yeah to us directly as opposed to them registering through a third party I think that that is the correct answer. I've got the team looking into it because that was my exact question because um, I want to obviously turn all of those other people who weren't on our guest list into customers.
0: Of course, um, of course. No, data and privacy is, well, is on everybody's mind at the moment as we, yeah. we now live our lives online. We attend events exactly. online, everything we do is online and we're, we're now concerned who's got our data, who's tracking what, What? who has permission to do That's what. Right. I think we're more aware of this now than ever. And,
1: I mean, it's about, um, you know, if you're choosing to partner with a third-party provider to produce these events for you, it's about really understanding and educating yourself on the Data Privacy Act and, you know, if these people follow the GDPR rules and legislation. Um, and, you know... Uh, this is a whole thing, like, that I am still not across and I don't understand the whole world that I'm trying to get educated on, but this is is such a big concern for digital events. Another concern is around, um, like, everybody's user experience. I mean, everybody has different loading um, Wi-Fi speeds. So is somebody going oh, to yes. have a bad experience because they can't actually load the page that you're asking them to look at?
0: um welcome to nbn
1: yeah like how how do they navigate around your site like is your site user friendly enough because if people don't have a good experience they're not going to come back that's true. So there's a, lot of, there's a lot of things that you've got to look at and we've, we're kind of coming up with a document about like best practices to online events. As Again, this is all new to us so we're kind of, I'm talking to everybody. <laughs> You're learning. Yeah, I'm not. learning as I go. I'm talking to everybody. I'm making it my business to like read every article I can or attend every seminar or, you know, web webcast or virtual event that I can um, just to kind of pick and choose, oh, I liked that or this worked well or this didn't. So it's all, no, that's
0: it's all fresh. That's that's all that's all we have to do at the moment. Yeah, seriously, I'm just being
1: yeah. ma- ma- massive sticky
0: beak. <laughs> oh, absolutely true. Because you know there is no playbook for what happens to our entire society when a when a health pandemic comes out. Seriously, everyone is writing the playbook now as it yeah, happens.
1: Yeah, And I think um, because these digital events are proving to be so successful. I feel that when events do come back and, you know, we have the, um, the cure, like the injection to the solution to COVID and when we can attend events again, there will always be a digital aspect to events like forevermore because if I want to run my event in Sydney and I don't have the budget to do it nationally, then I can still stream it live and have all of Australia or all of the world included in this product offering. Um, so I think there's wow. a really.
0: this might be, yeah, this sounds like it's going to be a massive booster for online and digital events in the future. Yeah,
1: definitely. So I'm very, very excited to see where, where the future kind of takes us. And, you know, to a certain extent, um, the B2C aspect is uh, a little bit more exciting for me because I'm seeing all of these AR, like augmented reality applications that companies are using to showcase products. Um, for example, oh yeah, you know, what if you seen? We'll, um, you know, like if you have a sneaker, say Adidas or Nike, release a new sneaker, um, they will send you like a, a a code to your phone, which you can download, and then you can actually use your phone to view the sneaker. So the sneaker might appear on your couch or in your bed or, or whatever it is. It's like a little gimmicky thing. It's very cute. I'd like to incorporate that into our events, but. I haven't seen really the commercial <laughs> application. I can definitely see it from a con- consumer point of view. But um, yeah, I don't know. I haven't really. Well, not not yet. You don't know. Not Maybe. Yet. That's what I'm hoping to do. Maybe it's something to do with entertainment or, I don't know, I have to think about that a bit more. Again, everything's new and it's just ideas and brainstorming and, yeah, it's, it's fun. I, re- I really like the innovation that's being born out of this crisis.
0: Yeah, it's. I was thinking about that over the weekend. Actually, all of the new ideas I've heard. You know, now now that the panic is settled and the uncertainty is settled, I think now people are realizing they've got this time to think about new ideas and how can we make this better yeah. and how can this be made better. Yeah, and you know, before I think digital and online events was was very, I don't know, lackluster or yeah. had a very certain pressing procedure, you know. And now, like, we've got people like yourself thinking, how can we make this a better user experience? How can we make the registration a great experience and also meet those data and privacy rules? And then once they register, what does that flow look like? And then when they log on to the event, what does that look like? And I think now more questions are just being asked about should things be way that they are yeah,
1: absolutely and you know it's been so nice um that you know the conversations I've been having with my my peers and my colleagues everybody's kind of banding together and we're all um you know just throwing stuff against the wall and seeing what sticks and it's actually really been a nice experience that has brought people together, because we've all got, you know, a lot of people have so much time on their hands now with not organising stuff. So I've seen these gorgeous little applications that my friends have been making to try and, you know, make uh, some AR maps or something or some bar graphs to liven up your your weekly meetings or, um, yeah, I'm I'm just liking the sense of community that it's kind of bringing and, and all of the
0: thought leadership and innovation. It is. It's uh, it's the silver lining of the craziness that's going on. It I is, think. and
1: there will be a time, you know, this will come to an end and there will be a time that we come out of this and and you know, I'm just looking for that silver lining. But in the meantime, <laughs> in, in the, the meantime, meantime I'm just getting my head around all the data and the privacy and the security and and things that I have never had to to deal with or know anything about. So it's like it's like learning a different language. Sure. <laughs>
0: Yeah. It is. No, I swear it is. It is. And, I mean, I suppose looking at the full spectrum of the user experience in a digital yeah. event, um, how, how do you, are you gauging people's feedback on the end of the event or getting suggestions from participants?
1: Um, we didn't for this one, but I am, yeah, funny you say that, I'm going to create a survey um, just to see like what people's opinions are, what we could have done better. I mean, for Decoded, I, I got some feedback, direct feedback from clients who said that it was really um, a fun experience because we put the guests in situ. So we actually put them in a virtual theatre. So instead of, it being, yes, oh, wow. instead of it being like a traditional webinar that you log into and it's just like a presentation on your screen. Um, yep. people rocked up. They saw the outside of the building, which was like News Corp and decoded branded. They entered oh, really? and then when they entered, they entered to through to like a virtual lobby which had signage, the same as you would do at a conference. And then they they clicked oh. to go through to the auditorium. And in the auditorium, they could see the stage, they could see the logos, they could see the seats with people sitting on the seats. Everybody was like 1.5 meters apart as well for COVID um and then there was like a presentation <laughs> screen so when they clicked on that that was the presentation um, that then opened up like to large screen um, and then after the presentation they went through to another room again which was like our digital um like connect demo bar so then they could like ask questions and and see the hype hype video and everything so it was kind of done it as an, a virtual event, as opposed to like a webinar style, which was new to a lot of people,
0: which was exciting. That no, that, that sounds fantastic. It sounds different. I mean, what what kind of software produces that experience? Um,
1: there's heaps of suppliers out there. So we used a company called Intrado to produce that. Um, but we,
0: in yeah,
1: I N T R A D O, yeah. But there's heaps. heaps. Okay. It's like Ubi Event, who are based in Germany. Um, there's Communique in the states. Um, There's lots and lots of providers out there. So that's one way to do it. Um,
0: Another another
1: company that um, I really like is Spaces. And the companies that I've just mentioned, they will have um, predetermined templates you can select from. So it's really good to work with them if you have like a very short timeline that we had for this event and then you kind of just dump your um, logos on top of that. But this other company.
0: Oh wow! So, so it's, it's like a event template, and you just fit your logos and presentation, yeah. in and the rest is all yeah, mapped
1: exactly. Out. Whereas these other company spaces, um, <laughs> they will custom build you something like an AR world. So you could take it even further. You could have under the sea. You could have your event on Mars, on the moon, where your imagination is limitless. To where they
0: I love build.
1: it. So I'm actually looking at doing, producing another event with them. Um, but they can do live feeds as well and they can do one or, like one-way streaming or two-way streaming, all of these things that I'm just learning about as well. <laughs> so, you know, for example, if you My a live broadcast on TV like the ARIA Awards, you'll have some um, pre-filmed packages to say these are, the like, these are the four finalists and then you cut to the live envelope opening and the winner is and then it cuts to the room of the winner and then the winner goes up to the stage. All of that is vision mixed and then sent to the TV like broadcast. We can run events wow. like that, but broadcast it to a website instead of to the TV. So that's what that's... we're looking at now. For I, I just want to try out a couple of different um, producers now that I've kind of done we've done all of our research, we've kind of selected the top four that we like, and we're gonna we're gonna use them to roll out couple of different events and then kind of see which is the best fit so it's it's definitely fun this is so exciting i I actually love the research component um the r&d component and finding the best solution for our business it's something that i really enjoy
0: the funny thing is normally we don't have time to dedicate that much energy into research because we're kind of we're doing everything we can while doing what we've been normally doing, but now everything is so disrupted that all of a sudden, and also we're not commuting, yeah. which helps as well, but we <laughs> uh, but we have this time to do this valuable stuff and people are rediscovering the value of doing marketing yeah, research. Yeah,
1: it's actually um, a special time to be able to do this. And I'm actually lucky to have a team that have time to do it. So... Oh how big is your um, team? We, well, our team in trademarking is 10, but our event team is 3 people. So, I'm pretty lucky.
0: No, you are you are incredibly lucky. So, th- those those um virtual event platforms, do they feed into Salesforce and marketing automation um, and stuff? I, or do they have their own inbuilt marketing no, they automation? Have their own inbuilt
1: marketing automation um again, like there's all the security and the data and blah 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 that you have to go through for for me yeah. to get this executed that's, that's yeah, yeah, yeah. for me to get this executed um you know i had to have like many 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 meetings with legal and um all of our teams and and their legal teams and you know it's news corp we have to do our due diligence and make sure everything is above board and and bang on
0: okay. yeah wow okay yeah, but of course, to make sure you I know you can't like I say you can't mess around with no, the data and privacy no, anymore. Absolutely you,
1: not. And everybody's held accountable for it. So it's very important.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be really fascinating to see what is gonna happen with events, like whether we go back, even you know, when the vaccine comes, whether we go back to doing the live events or whether we have a hybrid mm. model of some events some online events because at the end of the day the the networking aspect of meeting right. people and that socialization right. it can that be replicated in a digital um, event look,
1: there are ways that you can select an avatar that you have at the event and there are ways to connect with other avatars while you're at the event and you can build like your own social networking lounge where people can come and meander and t- discuss afterwards nothing digital is ever ever going to replace face-to-face
0: um so no that 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 impromptu social chat that you have at the at the muffin breakfast buffet at the at the whatever event is is and that's why
1: events will always have a place because it's about getting the right people in the same room um and you know giving them a bit of food or food and bev and 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 they, have, yep. and they have a really good experience. So that's why I think that the future of events will still be the physical event. But I think that they may be scaled back. So instead of touring them nationally, um, they'll just tour maybe in Sydney, Sydney and Melbourne, maybe Sydney, Melbourne, Brisbane, East Coast. And then you will have the rest of the people mm. dial in. And, you know, the people that we're targeting, if we're targeting CEOs or CMOs, Sometimes they're too busy to come to an event. So it's just really good to have that option if they want to dial
0: in that it's there and they're the information. Yes. Yes. No, well, I've seen actually some events, I mean, for some companies I've worked mm-hmm. with in the past, they do a live stream of their actual yes. live event. So you can watch it, like, for free if you watch the live stream, but then if you don't watch the live stream, you you then have to pay a, a small amount to download the video yeah. files afterwards, which I've seen work Yeah, quite
1: cool. Well. Um, is that more B2C, though, or is that still B2B? That oh,
0: that okay. was B2B. Interesting.
1: See again, like it's all food for thought. we yeah. probably for our stuff. We would never charge anybody to access the information. Um, no, no, no. But you no, know, it's all, it's all, it's all good things to consider for different, um, different courses for different horses.
0: No, because the thing is, your your events are part of a bigger experience with News Corp, right?
1: Yeah, of course. Yes.
0: So I mean, because they they're fitting into. You're obviously wanting to get new new uh, new clients on and, and drive revenue that, that is for other publications. So everything is interconnected with yeah, what you guys like are doing. Yeah, we have
1: uh, a mission and vision statement, and then everything kind of feeds into that. You know. Yeah.
0: Mm. No, it's um, it it's weird but exciting weird, times. Weird
1: but exciting times, and you know kind of taking it one day at a time and being as proactive as we can you know and just um, really informing and educating ourselves on what everybody's doing and you know just being sticky beaks <laughs> so we can be delivering the best in class
0: true no it's absolutely true and I think even closely tied to events uh, a lot of businesses are looking at their email lists and mm-hmm. their contact lists uh, because they're realizing you know you know the people you like you said, the people who you've got permission from to invite to your events, uh, fixes a lot of problems uh, rather than going out cold and inviting people cold oh, through these yeah. other platforms yeah, yeah, to your yeah. events. Yeah,
1: there's yeah. Oh, people are in a world of pain at the moment because I think there's just been new rules around um, data anyway. And and if you haven't yes. contacted somebody in like the last three months, <sighs> you don't have permission to do that anymore under some new rule. This is from memory what I heard. Um So we've done a whole refresh of our our client. We made sure we were all good in regards to that. But I think uh, some other people might be in a, you know, starting from scratch again to build that clean data pool.
0: Oh, I think so. I think like a lot of businesses could easily pivot and mm-hmm. work from home. A lot of businesses, you know, had never downloaded Zoom before or had never used Skype for mm-hmm. Business or Microsoft Teams. So I think, you you know, you've got the learning of, of the social distancing and everyone remote mm-hmm. and working from home. Then you've got the learning of, okay, we need to pivot from physical events to digital events. What tools do we need to know there? The th- I think there's a, there's a massive wave of learning yeah, just going on everywhere. Right.
1: And, you know, a lot of businesses, weren't even i'm lucky like at news we always were on um we always had google drive before so we could always work remotely or i could dial in from my home computer or whatever but i know a lot of companies wouldn't even be set up with that like they would have all been relying on um microsoft outlook and you know not cloud-based software so i think a lot of those people are in a world of pain at the moment
0: Oh, no, of course. I mean, I, I had a friend who works at a business and they don't have laptops. Everyone mm-hmm. had a desktop mm-hmm. in the office. Yep. And all of a sudden the, the the boss was figuring out how to get people's desktops to people's houses or whether they needed to buy some people laptops. It was just a whole thing they hadn't yeah, considered it's before. It's shaken up
1: a lot of businesses and, you know, it's just tough. It's really tough times for a lot of people. Yeah. Um, so
0: no it is it is but, but like you said from this toughness and you know from this pressure is going to come some yeah. great research and Reading some great innovation. ideas and some you great new die, right? exactly exactly and and you know i must admit i've i've into a lot of online events that have yeah. almost put me to sleep
1: <laughs> no you have to engage you have to be engaging and entertaining and and it's the length <laughs> as well you want it short sharp snappy like anything under 40 minutes i think is pretty good yeah.
0: Yes, yeah. well, I think it's and about the, the, quality the quality of, of the, content, the content. Of course,
1: quality and time
0: nice no, so no i i must admit i look forward to logging into an event where i can walk through a door yeah. and, and choose a seat and and and, and who knows what's going to come out of that maybe when i sit down in my virtual seat at the end of the session someone'll hand me a virtual feedback <laughs> form and i'll be able to fill it in right then i mean who knows what is going to come out of this but it's it's so exciting to see and and like like you said maybe even though we're going to return to physical events there's going to be this new Cool hybrid model of cool online events and 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 fun uh, live events blended yeah, together definitely. throughout the year. And
1: um, just keep posted to my LinkedIn because if we've got any events coming up, I'll definitely be sharing those links um, through LinkedIn.
0: Oh yeah, actually, well that's that's a very very good point. Uh, if somebody wants to find out, uh, you know, get in touch with you or or find out what's the best yeah, way is it is on it LinkedIn, your LinkedIn
1: Haley Lemon, National Event Manager for News Corp.
0: Okay, cool. no,'ll I'll make sure I put the link on the yeah, uh, awesome. on the podcast page. Awesome. Well, thank you so thank much you. for your time thank today. You. Uh, I have I've <laughs> been taking notes. I've learned so much. I've, been, I've I've learned so much about online events. I'm going to go and look up some of these platforms. I'm going to go and see what's going in, and I'll even put the links to the platforms yeah, on the podcast wonderful. page too. And
1: then I think um, some other good resources, you know I'm always on or Arts Hub. I'm always across Pinterest and Instagram as well. I think, you know, as much research as you can do um, from those like, con- yes. con- what's it called, concrete playground or something, and um, Time time Out Sydney, just being across all the arts and, and um, pop culture as well really helps see what everybody else is
0: doing no absolutely because you never know where you're going to get the cool ideas from or you never know who's going to be or you know you don't know brainstorming that's what I love all the creative process yeah amazing awesome well thank you for joining me today thank you for coming on the podcast I'm sure the listeners are going to get so much out of hearing you talk about the the future of events I hope you're okay with your five-year-old <laughs> in the lockdown. I hope you can get Yeah, me it. too.
1: <laughs> yes.
0: And, uh, yeah, hopefully uh, we'll uh, talk again when, uh, when all this you, passes. Thanks, I appreciate
1: your time. Have a great day.
0: Thank Bye. Thanks, Hayley. Bye. So thanks for listening. If you like the show, please leave a rating or review on iTunes. Also, please visit thismarketinglife.com to view the show notes and subscribe to future episodes. I would love your feedback. If you have any burning questions on marketing management, you can ask on the website, through Twitter, on the Facebook page, or just email me at hi at thismarketinglife.com. I'm Fiona McEachern. Until next time, keep marketing.